Welcome into Real Fun Sports. I'm Courtney Laughlin, joined by Kelly Collis. What is happening in the sports world? There's some great stories. There's some not-so-great stories. As you guys all know, my passion is hockey. But before we get into hockey and their opening day yesterday with the exhibition games and the Caps opening tonight, Kelly Collis, <laughs> what is happening with baseball? And I know you're fired up today, and I know part of that has to be because of baseball. What is happening? It's a mess. It is an absolute mess. I mean, yesterday was just a roller coaster of stories. Uh, it all started with several of the Marlins. I believe there were up to 18 Marlins uh, out of Miami tested positive for COVID. And that sort of triggered a series of events that affects the Nats um, because they were supposed to go to Miami this weekend. They are not traveling to Miami, which begs the question of what the heck they're going to do this weekend. Um, what, how are these games going to be made up in such a tight season? But I think at the end of the day, we just need to take a step back. It, the season's not going to, it's not going to happen. We're the MLB. I appreciate it. And the players association and all the sacrifices that have been made trying to make this happen. It's just, it, it's not going to work. I mean, we're waiting to hear. So the Marlins played Philadelphia. And so they're waiting to hear their results back because they were playing together for a couple games. And those games have been canceled. Philadelphia's games have been canceled. This ripple effect mm -hmm. that's definitely hit, um, you know, the East Coast teams really hard. Um, and it's just it, on top of that, like Soto's test came back uh, negative yesterday and he had the back-to-back test in order to play, but with the MLB rules, it wasn't in time to make the lineup. And it's just, it's a comedy of errors that just, it's, it's going to be really hard to play this team. I, I play the season. I think on Thursday is going to be the last Nats game we're going to see for the season because it's their last time that they're kind of home for a while. And I, I just don't, I think the season's just going to fall apart. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> as, just as, well, you heard it, it here first on Real Fun Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Collis predicting that MLB is done on Thursday. My question for that is though, you don't think that before you, they can always make that decision, right? Like they can always, they can always just say, okay, we're done. You don't think before that, that they might just say, okay, let's just go on a two week pause. Like everybody gets tested and maybe we reset in two weeks or in a month or whatever, before they go right for that hard decision to say, okay, we're done after, after like you said, after everything that they've done, to get it off and running. I I, could they just pause it for a week or two? To reset? So it, it looks like that's what they're going to do, but that brings up all these questions like do so do, okay, like the Marlins are going to pause and quarantine and do all the things, but then do the other teams keep on playing and where, how do the Marlins catch up and do, do they have an unfair advantage? Cause they've been resting while the other teams have been playing. I mean, this is the, these types of questions. And also like last night you saw um, the Astros and the Dodgers played each other and Dodgers won, by the way. <laughs> Stinky Astros, um, but they got because oh, they're cheaters. I know what you're talking about, right? Because <laughs> they the got Astros into an alter asterisks. They got into an altercation on the field, and you literally had dozens of players, which is not MLB rules anymore, in each other's faces, yelling. And last I checked, those are spewing droplets, which we all say to do social distancing, wear our masks, and they were not doing that. So, but they're playing their sport. That's how the sport is played, right? right. It was a, it was a back and forth between a, someone on bat and, and one of the cat, uh, pitchers. If so, that fight happened in DC, mayor Bowser would shut it down. Cause that's definitely a mass <laughs> gathering. Right. Well, mayor Bowser likes to shut things down. So, um, but that's a, that's a separate rant, um, but so I don't know. I just don't know how it continues. And, and to, to 
you know, tip the hat to the NHL and the NBA of doing this notion of a bubble, like basically you're doing the opposite with the MLB and it's showing right away the first week of, of regular baseball that it just, it's not going to work. Yes, but let's talk in two weeks because this could happen. This could happen with the NHL or the NBA, right? We don't know how the bubble is going to work. What we do know, we really don't. You're telling me that it's going to be impossible for anything to enter the bubble. I don't know. And this is talking about the virus, right? Like we have, we really don't know a lot even about it and everything about it. And that's why, like, I would really be interested to have this conversation in two weeks to see if the bubble, if the bubble is really that effective. The one thing that we do know is that the NHL, the day that everybody arrived in their hub cities in Toronto and Edmonton, 800 players were tested. There were 4,000 tested or 4,000 tests administered, and there were zero positive cases of COVID. And that's the difference. MLB didn't have that when they were doing the the, the practicing and the in their summer camp. It was every day there was a player that tested positive. So already out of the gate, the mm-hmm. NHL, and I believe the NBA has the same type of record, but no mm-hmm. one's tested positive. It's already proven that it could work. Will it work is the question mark, but it right. has better results already. So I'm not going to go on to my rant of what a dumpster fire MLB is and take away the sunshine and the light Aww. that's happening today with the caps returning on the ice, which thank goodness, because I don't know how long we'll have baseball. So I will, I will leave it to you, Courtney, to talk about all the great things that are happening up north. I do thank you for that. And I appreciate that. But because of what happened to baseball, I'm a little bit more pessimistic than I was five (laughs) days ago for that very reason, because I think this just proves that we have no idea, right? Like we have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea how it's going to pan out. You can have all these amazing, great plans and literally in 24 hours, things can take a turn for the worse. So I I think, I think knowing that as a sports fan is really important of just (laughs) You might feel like Kelly. We all might feel like Kelly at some <laughs> point cheering on our favorite sport and our favorite sport team. Um, but as you, Kelly, said, yes, it is an exciting day for the NHL. And as yesterday was the opening of the exhibition games, um, there were four games aired on TV yesterday. The Caps played today at four o'clock on NBC Sports Washington. So your favorite voices, my dad and Joe B will be back. I will say this. I think one of the most impressive things that I found yesterday when I was watching the games, I watched a little bit of kind of all the games, um, but I I watched mostly just the first game, the Flyers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. The one thing that I found very interesting is that if I closed my eyes and did not watch the television, it still sounded like a hockey game to me. And I think that that is a great sign for what the NHL has done in terms of bringing the fans into the game. So I got to be honest, when I watched baseball last week, it sounded hollow. And I I don't know, Kelly, if you felt that because that's just me. And again, I'm not like, I don't know the ins and outs of baseball and the intricacies and, and what it's supposed to sound like, but there are a lot of sounds that happen in any sporting arena. And I will say that when I watched hockey yesterday, I could not have told you that there weren't fans there. The sounds that they implemented, the, the way that the NHL did the visual, the visuals is one thing, but I, they did a great job of covering up the seats. But the sounds for me is the biggest thing because it, it sounded like it, it sounded like a real game. With, mm-hmm. And I don't know really how they did that with just different microphones picking up different things. Um, that was my num- one number one takeaway. And then number two is I thought the intensity was fantastic. I think for a first game, 
out of the gate. And the NHL did a really great job of making these exhibition games mean something by having everybody play a rival. So yesterday you saw Philadelphia uh, Flyers versus the Penguins. You saw the Battle of Alberta between Calgary and Edmonton. And that game, there was scrums and there was fights and all these things. So there was a lot of emotion. And I think that's great. That That's so important for your first game back. Today, the Caps play the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes, Last season, knocked out the Caps in the playoffs. So they've done a great job in terms of scheduling and trying to get the players into playoff shape and playoff mentality as fast as possible. So if that's what we're dealing with, I think there's some good things. I don't I don't know. Do you notice a difference watching baseball on TV with no fans? So the MLB kind of has tweaked it over the last couple of days. Um, they have now Im- implemented like – you know that hum that you hear at a baseball game of just like people just like not yes. cheering, not doing anything. They they now have that, okay. which has made a big difference. Um, so I agree with you. I, I think that the first couple of games were rough because the announcers were so horrible because they had these national <laughs> announcers that don't know the teams like A-Rod. So it's, it's exciting, you know, unlike the Caps where they're having their local home right. team you know, announcers be part of the first game. And that's really cool. That, that makes a big difference. And that's what fans right. want to hear. Right. Right. And I do think that, I mean, as, as we all have learned and had to deal with, like everything's going to be tweaked, right? Like I said, it's great today, tomorrow, it might be <laughs> terrible. And then the NHL is back to square one. And I, that unfortunately with sports and everything that's happening, that's kind of what we have to deal with is that there are going to be tweaks. Um, but just, I think in general, how sports and how sports teams bring in the fans, whether it's through sounds, whether it's through visuals, whether it's through different camera angles, that's going to be the most interesting thing to me of how they actually do that because everybody's watching at home, right? Yep. Nobody is able to be at the game. So how do they make that game um, most enjoyable? I will say this. I think the players are really enjoying themselves in the bubble city. Um the NHL has done a great job of making it an enjoyable environment for them. A lot of teams and players were welcomed into the hotel rooms with pictures of their families and their kids, the flyers, I believe on their floor at hotel X had a huge, like, um, uh, picture montage of all their families and their kids and the Stanley cup. So they've just added some nice touches to this bubble Uh, every day that I see the players doing something. I saw yesterday, a couple of the caps were watching the game outside in these Adirondack chairs with cornhole at BMO field. And I'm like, how do I get a ticket to this? bubble? (laughs) Because it looks amazing. There's Tim Horton's food trucks outside. So again, they they paid a lot of attention to these details, how it works out. We'll see. Um, But one of the things that's interesting that we've heard a lot of these teams and players talk about is what do players and what did players think of, of items to bring to the bubble to help (laughs) keep them entertained. We saw Braden Holpe brought his guitar. He's going to play some music. Um, One of the players of the Carolina Hurricanes, Jordan Stahl, uh, brought a golf simulator. Don't know how that's going to work or how he even (laughs) traveled with that. But one item that I guess players didn't think of um, here's a player from the Minnesota wild that can't find one item that can help him in his room. The next part of the moving process is I got the next part of the moving process, like industrial trash bags. Um, and I'm going to black my windows out. I can't stand any light coming in at night. And, uh, 
So I'm going to get some sock tape from the rink, and I need to get my hands on some, uh, I'll show you here, some uh, trash bags here so I can block this light out. I cannot stand it. So it'll be dark in here. <laughs> I, who would have thought that he would have needed? So that was Alex Staylock, the goalie of the Minnesota Wild. Who would have thought that you would need trash bags in the bubble? I, These are the things that, you know, they, they start realizing, and we're just getting started. Do you guys have any idea, Kelly Collis, Tommy McFly, of items that you would bring to the bubble with you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Ke Kelly would bring her robe. <laughs> I would bring at least one. <laughs> I have my sexy robe, my warm robe, robe, my hot robe, my silk robe. <laughs> I feel like, though, if you were going to the bubble and you were packing your sexy robe, your husband would be like, why are you packing the sexy robe for the bubble? <laughs> True. You really want me to get into that? Why I would, but that's but <laughs> keep it family. NHL friendly. player, yeah, you know. player. What would um, you bring I, to the bubble? I would bring um, all my mofies, like all my like charging stuff and my like <laughs> cameras and like all my like things to make good Instagram posts. Let's be serious. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like if, I, if I'm an NHL player, right? They're gonna bring me snacks. I'm gonna have water. Like I'm good. Like you're gonna think of like. The things, I mean, they have Adirondack chairs and cornhole for crying out loud. <laughs> but the worst thing would be, what if you're, what, what if you didn't have enough juice in your phone? You got to make sure you're chronicling all this stuff. Because mm -hmm. if it didn't happen on Instagram, it didn't occur. That's right. And it I want to actually... get like photos of Hopi, you know, playing his guitar. And I want to get like, you know, pictures of the random uh, guy from whatever that team was you just said, putting up his trash bag. <laughs> those are the things that would break the internet. So those are the things I would, I would be concerned about. I Oddly enough, Tommy, you make a great point about this sports stuff um, because a lot of the players have been on social media a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we even saw some players yesterday. Tom Wilson was in, involved in a tweet from a Boston Bruins player who said Tom Wilson was the best goal scorer. David Pasternak said Tom Wilson is the best goal scorer of all time. And Tom Wilson was like, no, I think it's Ovi. So like, you're, I don't know, like you're seeing all this like interesting banter back and forth and these guys that are actually posting these videos on their Instagram stories of what they're doing. Yeah. I love it. Like I want more of that. So yes, Tommy, to your point, they need multiple chargers to make sure that they can create amazing content. What you're saying locker is I'm secretly good at sports. <laughs> I don't think she said that. I didn't pretty bad. This is, this is two shows that. in a row where I had some really poignant commentary. I would just like to point that out. I said you're great at content, <laughs> which we know. <laughs> right, Tommy? Okay. Fair enough. Another team that's great at content, we all love Gritty and the <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers. Yes. Um, when I saw this yesterday on the internet, talk about something that broke the internet. I was like, is this real? I couldn't tell if somebody Photoshopped this. But the Philadelphia Flyers paid for a billboard in the bubble in Toronto on the way from the hotels to Scotiabank of Gritty basically just like <laughs> watching you and watching your every step. And <laughs> kudos <laughs> to the Flyers and kudos to Gritty again. So the billboard is just like a picture of him and his eyes. <laughs> and then <laughs> on it, it says, every shot you take, every save you make, I'll be watching you. <laughs> I can hear I a sting it. in my head, too, with that. Every shot you take, every save uh, It's you amazing. Make. Gritty is the best. I, I mean, I love it. It's 
And a lot of like teams and a lot of, I've heard a lot of like fans and analysts talk about this, especially because both hub cities have teams in the hub cities. How do you make, how do you make that hub city not have a home team advantage feel, sure. right? Like, how do you not make it just feel like the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and Edmonton Oilers? Because remember, these players are also in their locker rooms, right? Which have the logos everywhere. So yeah. I love this touch. I love that they were able to do that to make it feel a little bit more inclusive and that it isn't just the Toronto Maple Leafs city. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so good. You know what, too? It, it's just great to hear, like, never mind them. Of course, they're competing on the ice, but just to hear some competition and yeah. some, you know, just having a sense of humor about things because it's so hard to do these days because the news cycle and everything that's going on. So it, it's great to hear. It is. And it's great to see. And, and I'm excited for the content that can hopefully come out of this that can make that can put a smile on people's faces outside of what, like what you said, Kelly, outside of the competition, outside of what's actually happening on the ice. Um, so yeah, so it's an exciting day. I know for hockey fans and cats fans, the cats play today, the Carolina hurricanes. I know everyone's excited about that. There is a lot of storylines going on there with cats. They don't have their backup goaltender who has sustained an injury and didn't make the trip to Toronto. So who's going to be the cats goal backup. Um, so there's just a lot of interesting storylines to see what, how this next, I guess, qualifying round will proceed next week. But yeah, lots of sports stuff. Kelly, I'm sorry for baseball, but you never know. Look how fast things turn around for the good or bad. I said in the, before baseball even started that we weren't going to have a season. So I'm happy that I, we, we were able to have at least a week of games, but it, it, we are done. Take the well, bow, call it a day. Well, we're also done as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Real Fun Sports. I'm Courtney Lachlan for Kelly Collins, Tony McFly. Thanks for joining us.